Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. The go through some emails, check your calendar, see that you have a 45 minute break in the day between meetings, realize this is your moment. So you drive right to McDonald's to pick up something extra delicious ASAP meal. Thank you. There's a meal for every moment at McDonald's. Buy one of your select faves and get another for just a dollar every morning, like a sausage McMuffin or hash browns. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Prices and participation may vary. Valid for product of equal or lesser value. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Cowboy meal valid when product served. Welcome to episode number 43 of the LSR podcast. My name is Matt Brown, joined each and every week by the brightest minds in all of the gaming industry. Dustin Galker, Adam Candy join me this week. Guys, as always, please subscribe, rate, and review. Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, and Google is where you can find us. We really do appreciate those five-star reviews. And all of the good, positive things you can say will help people find this podcast and maybe make them subscribe as well. So we really do appreciate you guys taking the time to do that, of course, we are going to kick things off here with the big news that is going on and not only just the world in general, but has leaked over into the sports world, which has leaked over into the gambling world. Uh, we'll certainly hit on the COVID. We're going to talk about all the little uh, quick news here that we have from the various states as well. But let's not waste any time here, guys. And let's start talking about all the fallout here that we are seeing from the coronavirus uh, outbreak here, what we are seeing from not only the casino side of things, but from the sports betting side of things and everything in between here. Um, Dustin, I'll start with you. Um, let's just start with the legislatures in general. I mean, this is, you know, one of the things that, that you guys follow at LSR very, very well is all the bills and people meeting and people getting together to talk about whether they want to do sports betting or not. And there are, you know, a lot of states that we were going to be monitoring here over the next several months that had bills either introduced or that were going to introduce bills. How might this affect those those people? Yeah, I mean, there's going to be we're going to talk about a lot of impacts from the coronavirus and what's going on. But this is this is the I think this is the first one I saw of this. The Illinois legislature is is canceling or postponing for a week, just not meeting in session uh, for a week to be due to the coronavirus. And, you know, that obviously hits that, you know, we have a lot of states that are considering legislation right now, um, of, you know, varying degrees of, of people being af- affected uh, in those states. But this is a this is a real thing. Legislatures meet in person. They they do all their business in person. You can't really, you know, constitutions don't really allow for them to do their business on a remote basis. So, you know, I, this is not the first and only legislature that's going to to kind of evaluate this and say, should we be meeting? And that's, I'd, I'd be surprised if we don't see one of these states that's considering sports betting legislation uh, to that, that is going to be affected by the coronavirus. So uh, I don't know which ones or how many, but I'd say my underbet on how many how many states pass sports betting is probably improved by by that a little bit. <laughs> it, but just just because, yeah, you know, there's there's this real this these big public meetings, you know, and, and, you know, lots of lawmakers have been, uh, you know, impacted or exposed and it's only going to get worse in the coming days and weeks. So this is a, a minor thing in the coronavirus and, and public health world. But, you know, as the granularly we look at things, this is, you know, a big part of it. 
Yeah, Adam, whenever we take a, a, a look at this, I mean, you know, there's a trickle down effect from the very top all the way down into, as Dustin mentioned, just the the uh, very minute details of all of the sports betting stuff that we cover here. And this is certainly one of them. I mean, there has already been one state make the move. We are seeing basically, I mean, by the time we wrap this podcast, who knows? I mean, we are. Li- this has been one of the craziest 24 to 48 hours of news that has been going on in recent memory for me. So there's no telling what we might be looking at here, uh, you know, even by the time this podcast hits people's ears. Without question, Matt. And when we look at the World Health Organization declaring a pandemic today, I think anyone who was not paying attention to this as something with the potential to spread quickly and affect the lives of many more people beyond the doors of your own home, uh, it's now clear. Um, so, you know, even though there has not been much of a coordinated message coming from the top in the United States, it, when you get this from uh, from the World Health Organization, it snaps everybody to attention. So, you know, when it comes to the legislatures, not only are we going to look at mass gatherings being limited and the legislatures potentially not meeting uh, because of that, you know, the, the political reality of this also is that even if a legislature is going to continue to meet, they're going to be expected to be dealing with urgent issues and health issues and public health issues. And no one is going to want to give the appearance of being insensitive or focused on the wrong issues. So I wouldn't be surprised if you see legislation about anything that is an ancillary issue, sports betting or anything else, uh, get pushed to the back burner at the very least. Uh, you know, beyond the legislatures, obviously, we just saw the stock market close for today in the last 19 days. The stock market is down 6,000 points. Um, so casinos, casino stocks are going to take a continued hit. They already have been. Uh, we just saw MGM Resorts announce that one of their guests has uh, potentially tested positive for coronavirus. Um, you know, the, the potential impacts on travel are, are huge for any sportsbook operator. Um, and obviously, you know, we're going to get into talking about March Madness here in a moment, but the, the impacts there could be far reaching as well. Yeah, Dustin, one of the things I was going to say is, you know, a lot of times whenever we have dips in, uh, you know, the economy or in the stock market or whatever it might be, a lot of people say, well, you know, vices tend to always prevail. People want to do what they want to do and they'll give up other things before they give up on their vices. But this is a little bit different of a situation when it comes to this, because we are actually talking about not being able to travel to the various places we are talking about. uh, You know, again, we haven't seen this yet, but we can't speak a week from now. Uh, The buffets at a lot of the casinos are going to be closing down here in Las Vegas, where they're putting a lot of people in the same room together and people touching the same, you know, utensils, different things. I mean, it's not out of the realm of possibility that some of these casinos decide to shut down or shut down certain wings or shut down certain things within the the casinos or whatever. So um, it's a little bit different of a situation this time because it's not like uh, people are going to do what they want to do. Even if they want to be able to do that, they might not be able to do that because they might not have the option to be able to do what they want to do. Yeah. I mean, of all the, we're here, the industries that are getting hard hit, right? It's uh, cruises, airlines, et cetera. Casinos, you know, are kind of in the background a little bit, but they are getting hammered as I'm looking at stocks just today. You know, some of the big, the 
big companies that we follow, Boyd, Penn, MGM, Caesars, are, a lot of those are down 10 to 15 percent just today. They've been shedding value pretty much for the last uh, two weeks. So, uh, you know, long term, well, casinos probably be OK. Yeah. Short term, this is just kind of brutal because, you know, I, I we, you know, here in Oregon, we already had a casino shut down because of this, because of a, an exposure in uh, from a from a coronavirus. You don't know how deep this goes, but, um, you know, the, the biggest, the greatest example of it you can see is, is, uh, Penn national gaming stock famously way up on the, the acquisition of a minority stake, uh, in Barstool sports. It is, uh, like almost down half since it's high, uh, when it, when right after the announcement of that, of that deal. So, uh, yeah. And, and, you know, I, I don't want to make too much out of this, but, you know, there is a real thing here of, you know, are people going to go to sports books, like retail sports books? And this is a little bit of why online makes sense. You're, you're going to be diversifying your business. Um, it's not, this, I'm not going to sit here and say this is going to be a reason why casinos or legislatures get into the business of online gambling, but it's a, it is a reason that people should look at because, you know, New Jersey has a mature market. You have, they have actual casinos that make more money like gold nugget from online betting both sports betting and online casino than they do from their from their actual land-based operations. So, um, you know, went a lot of different ways there, but casinos are clearly going to are clearly being really impacted or it's only going to get worse for them in the short term. And Adam, one of the other things, too, is not just here uh, domestically, but uh, some of these companies, most notably Las Vegas Sands and 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 Win make an incredible amount of money over in Macau, which we know this is where, you know, a hotbed of where a lot of all of this started. And there was, you know, shutdowns of casinos over there and and various things. So not only are they taking a hit here domestically, but a lot of the revenue and a lot of their profits do come from overseas. Of course, there's a partnership that MGM has over there as well. So uh, these companies here, while they're taking a beating uh, stateside, they're also taking a beating internationally as well. No doubt about it. And the economic impacts really are only starting to be felt. Of course, they're far secondary to the health impacts of the coronavirus situation. But yeah, I, I mean, there were there was a point a few years back where things had stalled so badly in Las Vegas that the, you know, the source of profit from Macau was that much more important to those companies that you just mentioned. We know MGM had also focused heavily on getting into the market in Japan, and that's something that's going to clearly slow down as well. So you know, when we look at the casino companies in Las Vegas, it's it's not really measurable quite yet because it's always a lagging indicator, right? We always look at Vegas as a place where you don't find out how bad things are nationally until people have made decisions about whether to travel to Las Vegas from other places. So, you know, that's part of why the recession hit a little bit later in Las Vegas than it did other places and also why it lasted so much longer. And then in the sports world, guys, I mean, the sports world obviously in itself is going to affect the business side of what we cover. And of course, sports betting spreading across this country of ours. And now we're getting all of these different, well, conferences. It started with the conferences. And of course, we're, we're anxiously awaiting to see what this means to the March Madness tournament in general, to the NCAA tournament in general. But uh, Dustin, we had conference tournaments canceled. We had conference tournaments decided to go fanless. We've had uh, different states come out and they've put on bands for sporting events or gatherings of uh, X amount of people or more. So we are seeing this happen 
across the country and literally almost by the the hour here a new something is getting announced and you know with March Madness happening as soon as it is I think it would be very very naive of us to say that this isn't going to have just a massive impact uh, on the sports betting industry now is that is that going to be good for the states that have mobile wagering? I mean, I can only imagine. Yeah. I mean, if people are staying home from work and people aren't going and doing things and they're just staying home and going to be watching the tournament games and, and betting on them on their mobile devices, probably great for them. The places that only have in-person betting, I imagine, are going to feel uh, a pretty big impact here. Yeah. And again, I don't want to be callous. I mean, we're just we're coming at all of this from the gambling lens. Right. Right. And right, this, right. And this is obviously a large public health issue. And the stuff we're talking about is kind of, of minuscule, but it does have but impact. It, so it's like we talked about we, before we went on air, though. Right. None of us are doctors and none of us are right. have any sort of expertise to talk about this from that aspect. So all we can talk about it from is, is like you said, from the gambling lens. Right. Yeah. yeah. And, I, and I have no doubt. Yeah. I mean, if you have a you know captive audience at home, yeah, watching these games, there's no it's going to be weird if we have to all of watch March Madness and the roars of the of the crowd are a big part of that. But if we have to watch it without crowds, it's going to be weird. But it is going it should be, you know, the 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 last case scenario or worst case scenario of not of not having it all still seems a little far fetched, even though we saw one report from a from a CBS journalist saying that there is a, that they've at least floated the idea of it not happening. Uh, I, w- I would put that on a, a low range of outcomes because you can you can pretty much avoid you know, large gatherings by just having the players play and, and, and do that. But, um, but yeah, I'd say if you have sports betting and online sports betting, you're, you're, you're probably pretty excited because you do have this audience of people who are going to be watching on TV. This is already a big opportunity, um, for, for sports books around the country, uh, especially the online ones, big acquisition points. And, uh, yeah, I, I, again, I, I don't want to hammer this too much, but it is a, this, this should highlight, for for people in the gambling industry of, of not that we're gonna have another global pandemic but there are re- there are really good reasons to have online gambling to diversify your business adam this is you know again talking about all of this from a gambling side of thing from a gambling lens and we look at this and we say okay already a massive betting event as it is anyway there are going to be people who are staying home from work there are going to be people who are self-quarantining themselves and staying home from work and doing all that there are going to be companies who have are there are already companies that have told people to stay home don't we're going to work remotely we're going to do whatever and now you have basketball games on all day long for four straight days i understand you know it, this is a, a horrible thing that we're talking about from a from what's happening in the world. But, you know, in the gambling space, I can only imagine behind closed doors, some of these sports books are probably uh, are probably doing the happy dance because this is going, I imagine the handle is going to be absolutely absurd for these places that do offer mobile and online wagering. Not to disagree with you guys, but I I think we're too far down this road right now. Um, You know, I mean, even, even the, colloquial concept of a happy dance at this moment i i can't get with i can't go down the road you guys are going down but i will say this um i think that we're underestimating just how much people are going to be willing to part with their disposable income at a time when they don't know what the stock market's going to look like they don't know what the potential for layoffs is i think the the uh the potential that would that would be there to grow mobile because people are sitting at home might be balanced out pretty well by the fact that people sitting at home might not want to spend their money. And I think that's sort of the, you know, the counterpoint when we try to handicap how this might ultimately look. 
Yeah, you're absolutely right, Adam. And uh, we're all talking about this on the fly. I mean, we're just trying, we're, you know, some of it like the casino stocks we can look at, but uh, you're a hundred percent right there. It's like, we look at this and like, we're so into it. And it's like, you're just making this like, none of us have been directly impacted by this. We're, we're thinking about travel and things like that. But yeah, when you're making decisions about like, Oh, is my job, what am I going to get paychecks? Like, yes. Like thinking about betting on sports, but maybe turning on the TV as a distraction is a really good thing. But like, it's, it is another whole nother thing to think, Oh yeah, I'm going to bet on this when I'm, I'm, I'm worried about whether my company is still going to have a, you know, be sending me a paycheck in the next week. Yeah. I mean, I, I get that. I've looked at this historically. I mean, there's, this is, you know, this isn't obviously isn't the first time that there's been, uh, you know, a dip in, in the economy or in stock market or anything like that. And, you know, typically throughout the course of the time that we've, you know, been looking at all of this again, like, like gambling and stuff like that really doesn't taper off all that incredibly much. I mean, um, so I, I get what y'all are saying, but, um, you know, again, if we just go by historical data here, uh, and this is before there was online, you know, wagering and online ex, ex, uh, being able to access all these things with a phone m- mobily and different things like that. It's always kind of held tried and true. So, uh, you know, I don't know. I, 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 I get what y'all are saying, but uh, if we go by the historical data here, uh, I, I don't think that we can really kind of think that that's not that, that it would do anything other than if not hold steady, but then increase. Yeah, but I, I think we're also in un- uncharted waters where this is I'd say where the fact that we're thinking about we may see quarantines of, of large communities. And in the, in the, if we're going by what Italy do, has done and what's likely going to happen in some other Western European countries, like we could be like under full travel ban, uh, like we could be we, everything could be ground, grinding to a halt. I don't think there's any, you know, we obviously 9-11 things ground to a halt for a while because of everything that happened. But I don't think we've seen a prolonged you know, I think it's a little different than just an epic economic downturn coming here. You know, if things go, you know, in the worst case scenario with a lot of this stuff we're we're talking about, yeah, people just, you know, worrying about, you know, things beyond this. Uh, yeah. yeah. And but people but people are also like saying, oh, yes, I, I, I mean, I'm, I'm going to welcome the diversion of March Madness and watching it. Um, and obviously I can't bet on here on Oregon, but I think <laughs> I do think that I do think when we get there, you know, when we, you know, there, there are games to watch. Next week, they're, you know, uh, that, the, the biggest weekend uh, with the second and third round games. I think that's going to be a healthy diversion for everyone. And, uh, you know, I, again, I don't I just look at I've, I've covered and watched sports all my life. I just I don't want to be too I, I feel like I'm being callous every time I talk about this. And I also also there's people who are out there who are saying, like, we're, we're, this is still no big deal even today with everything that's going on. And it's it's so there's there's a balance here. Like uh, like I think we all want to lo- go on living our lives, but with a, a realization. That, that things could change really quickly for everyone. Yeah, I mean, yeah, this- Matt, and I, to, to the point that you're saying, I know that there's data out there that says vice, whether it's gambling or anything else, uh, does not tend to to dip, um, you know, in, in times of trouble and in times of downturn. I think I'm with Dustin on the idea that because of how interconnected we are in terms of how much information and misinformation is out there, I, I think we might potentially in this is, you know, me putting my complete lack of an anthropology degree to use here. Um, you know, there could be a, a bit more on the uh, just people being a little bit more frozen and, and a little bit more uh, just uh, taking more of a wait and see and trying to determine exactly what the right thing is to do. And you know, maybe they're 
maybe they are still drinking their beers and smoking their cigarettes and placing their sports bets. It's entirely within the the range of possibilities, but uh, I, I'm I'm definitely gonna be taking a wait and, and see myself. And and again, a different part of this, or at least from the land based casino, we're going way far afield from our normal. But that's okay. It's this is the this is what everybody's talking about, and we we're talking about it privately too. Right. So, like, you go to a casino, like you're touching money, you're touching a slot machine. Like, do you do you really want to do that in this world, especially you, you like you're an older person, like old, older people going and pulling slot machines. Like I would, you know, again, I don't want to fear monger too much. And there's, there's, uh, you can err on the side of caution, but if I'm making that decision, like I don't, I'm not sure I want to touch stuff that's been, it's in touch, in touch right. with lots of people all the time. I think that's a, again, a different variable, you know, same thing with sports, best sports betting kiosks, money handed to you over the count counter. Like how many people have touched that in the last three weeks? Uh, Again, some people out there would call me, you know, reasonable for that. Some people would say, "Oh, you're crazy!" Like this is we're, right. we're blowing everything out of proportion. There's obviously both sides out there on this issue. I, you know, I, I happen to think being on the cautious side is the right thing to do. But that's again why you know, and we talked about the travel thing. Like people just people are not going to go to Vegas as much. I think that's pretty clear. I think the the fl- flights. I think Vegas is going to be you know definitely hammered. I think the regional casinos and uh, around the country might be a little bit more immune to this because they, you know, they, they doesn't require travel in addition to going to the casino. But um, yeah, I think there's just a lot of variables and, you know, as we're spitballing on the fly, I, like, I don't know, I have no idea how it's all going to end, but I, I do think there, there are ranges of outcomes for gambling that are worse than, than the, the normal economic downturn. Yeah. We Guys, don't, uh, I'll give you some uh, oh, Matt, hang on one sure. second. Cause this is actually breaking news information um, statement from the NCAA comes out right now um i'll spare you the the long-winded parts of it It says given the considerations coupled with a more unfavorable outcome of covid19 in older adults especially those with underlying chronic chronic medical conditions we recommend against sporting events open to the public we do believe sport events can take place with only essential personnel and limited family attendance and this protects our players employees and fans that's not from a conference that is from the ncaa and uh, if you're translating out i would think that starts to uh suggest that we might be looking at march madness games played in empty arenas seems like that for sure and again by by the time this podcast hits your ears there might be more clarity uh, on that as well Uh, guys one thing before we move on to our state news here but we don't talk a ton of poker on this uh on this podcast we talked about it when pennsylvania legalized it we talked about it when michigan legalized it uh we talk about it typically around world series of poker time and that's about it but one of the uh one of the things dustin that you just mentioned uh, talking about people coming to vegas and making that trip to vegas is also the World Series of Poker that happens in the summer here. And if you want to talk about uh, an, a gambling act that you do that is probably the easiest way in the entire world to spread a disease, it would be sitting in a gigantic room full of a ton of people touching the same chips that they're touching, the same cards that they're touching within very, very close proximity of 10 other people that are sitting at a table with you and whatnot. So I imagine we will be reporting on you know what the World Series of Poker and and uh, Caesars Entertainment decides to do with all of that here in the coming weeks as well, because you have I want, to I imagine. Want nothing, I want nothing to do with p- touching poker chips at a poker tournament like right, right now. <laughs> like, I think that's the like it's I mean, obviously, WSP is a long ways off, but. Uh, you know, I've already seen people floating this stuff like the, you know, there's it's already the, the joke. All the joke every summer is the Rio flu anyway, because people get sick because they're in this closed space and like 
the idea of putting this on right now seems preposterous to me that that there, that that it would. I mean, again, things could change between now now and when it begins. But um, yeah, there's. I mean, again, you could hold the whole thing online. There's already going to be a record number of of events online for the WSOP. So and they have they have they have the ability to do this. Why why not try that out for a summer, right? Uh, you know, that, that's uh, again, I, I hate to say like let's but let's 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 promote online gambling from this, but right. that's that's an answer for right. like, just saying throwing up our hands and saying let's not have a WSP, let's have it online. People don't have to interact and touch chips and money and all of that stuff, right? Yeah, no, I, it just it was just something I wanted to bring up because it is another thing that people travel specifically to do that is in the realm of of things that we cover that is an international event as well. I mean, these are people coming from I think there were 30 37 different countries or something of people that finished in at, that made final tables last year or something in that in that realm or whatever so um a, a huge international event that happens here that certainly will be in the crosshairs if this is still a topic here in the coming weeks because there are there are going to be people who don't want to be making that that trek out here to vegas to to sit in that room and as you mentioned pass chips back and forth and and all of those things i can i can't imagine anything that would be uh that would be worse to to possibly do as far and, as and uh and apparently more breaking news still trying to confirm yeah. this but one of our one of our co-workers says the DraftKings uh champ sports betting championship and live final for for basketball have apparently been uh canceled in new jersey uh don't have any other details on that but i'll uh Hopefully I'm not spreading misinformation. We'll, we'll just have Colton cut that out, our producer. But <laughs> but but uh, one of, uh, Brett Colson, who runs the lines.com for us, uh, just told me that apparently those championships are being canceled. Uh, again, people, a bunch of people in a, a closed space, I guess not shocking, but. Right. Yeah, no, we will. Uh, it will. We'll update all these stories that we're talking about here on next week's episode as well as we get more information. All right. So let's move into some of the actual state news that does not involve uh, COVID-19 here. Dustin, uh, we have a couple of launches here. I mean, I, you know, less fanfare than, than normal for sure with everything that is going on. There's certainly be a cloud over that, but we do have two new states that have joined the fold. Yeah, still a big deal, I think, in our neck of the woods. Michigan and uh, Illinois on Monday, Michigan today, both launched retail sports betting. Illinois uh, Casino, just outside of Chicago, launched its retail book, Bet Rivers, uh, Rivers Casinos, which we know from uh, Pennsylvania and, and uh, New Jersey, they have sports books there. Um, they launched in Illinois earlier this week. Uh, no online betting there, just a retail launch, although they are apparently signing people up for, for a potential launch of their app later this this year, uh, Michigan two Detroit casinos went live today. A third uh, Motor City, which is partnering with FanDuel, uh, it looks like it's going live tomorrow. I believe, if I'm remembering my news correctly. So um, these are states 15 and 16 with legal sports betting, which again is a crazy number to think about when we go back to almost two years ago. And this is just all getting started. I would have I would have thought that was a crazy number to be with, be at within two years. So, and uh, you know, I have people you know in my mentions who say, oh. This this doesn't matter. It's not online. This is a again. This is a big deal. We have states that did not have legal sports betting before. Right. Now have sports betting. This is a big deal. Even though it's only a couple sports books in, in a couple places, both will have online eventually too. So it's like I don't. I don't like uh, again. I'm 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 the biggest advocate there is for online gambling and, and expanding it. But like this is still a big deal, even though it's only a retail launch. We have new states added to the fold. One of those states that we added uh, a little bit ago, Adam, was Indiana. And Indiana has been a really fascinating state as far as watching 
the growth there. We are taking a look at these numbers. We love to talk numbers here on the podcast, especially when the numbers look like this. It has been remarkable to see the growth trajectory of mobile in Indiana. Let's get a look at the numbers first. Uh, the mobile share in Indiana is up to 78%. So roughly eight out of every 10 bets that were placed in Indiana in February were placed via a mobile device. Total of $187 million in handle. That's up about 10% from January. That also includes most of Super Bowl betting from Indiana. Uh, they launched mobile sports betting in only October. And in October, it launched with a 52% share of mobile. Now, of course, 78% still a little bit shy of where New Jersey and Pennsylvania are, but they've gotten there faster. And that's really quite remarkable. Uh, hold pretty much where you'd expect historically, about $11 million, uh, about 6% hold. Um, DraftKings is ahead early in the States. Uh, FanDuel is right behind it. Uh, PointsBet is just getting going there as well. And uh, you're still getting a huge impact, of course, from the Chicago market, as Dustin mentioned, Illinois launching. So that could potentially break a little bit of that away from Indiana. And we know that overall on the Super Bowl, Indiana took about $12 million in handles. So it has been a fairly remarkable start for the Hoosier State. Yeah, when you take a look here, I think one of the things to point out that you that you mentioned was that DraftKings still is holding the number one spot there. We saw DraftKings fall to FanDuel over in Jersey, in Pennsylvania as well. They are still clinging to the lead there at Indiana, though the gap was certainly shrunk uh, over the past month here. Taken in $74 million, where FanDuel took in $64 million. So you see FanDuel really uh, ramping things up there. Uh, BetMGM also in the fold. And then it looks like Unibet coming into play as well. I mean, FanDuel just continuing to surge here. Uh, Adam, it's just one of those things where we look at this and it's uh, it, it's this whatever it is. I don't know if it's the app. I don't know if it's the marketing. I don't know if whatever it is. DraftKings actually had a little bit of a head start there in Indiana. And we just we, here comes FanDuel yet again. Mimicking in some ways what we saw in New Jersey, where, of course, DraftKings did have a head start of mm -hmm. almost a month uh, and enjoyed the first place spot for most of 2018 before FanDuel took over in 2019. You know, and we ran an article on this on Legal Sports Report recently where FanDuel believes that one of the advantages they have is being able to move nimbly because of the fact that everything is in-house after their acquisition by Patty Power Betfair, we see, of course, the DraftKings is trying to move that direction with the acquisition of SB Tech and uh, moving along from Camby. So at least from the perspective of the executives at FanDuel, they believe that that's their, uh, their, their secret sauce, if it were, early on. Dustin, we've talked about a ton of these partnerships that have happened between sportsbooks and media companies. One of the ones that came out that we were talking about that, hey, maybe down the line, could end up being a really big deal was when MGM decided to partner up with Yahoo. Yahoo has a very big fantasy football base. Um, they're not necessarily all that big in the DFS space uh, as you were getting with the DraftKings and the FanDuel, uh, you know, whenever they decided to launch tons of tons of crossover, obviously between the DFS space and the sports betting space. But we were saying, Hey, look, Yahoo, big fantasy sports base right there. And that's a lot of people to market to. Well, 
Uh, there's an announcement between those two companies this week that could actually crank things up for the BetMGM brand. Yeah, so what they did is, uh, so you could play Yahoo Daily Fantasy Sports, right, for real money, even though that's that's been around for a long time. Not a not a huge part of the DFS industry as it's situated right now with DraftKings and FanDuel, certainly more than still 90% of the market. But So they announced that they're having a single wallet, single account access across Yahoo Fantasy and BetMGM, the sportsbook product, um, which is definitely interesting and definitely cool. Um, I, I temper a little bit of how how huge of a deal this is because you know Yahoo has not been you know again Yahoo DFS is a, is kind of a footnote in the overall industry but this does break down a barrier for somebody you know if you've already acquired that Yahoo DFS customer you can get them over to BetMGM a lot easier there's no other uh, account creation vetting to go through you can you can kind of apparently seamlessly do this and get and start betting if you're at, on BetMGM in you know uh, New Jersey or Indiana so. Uh, that's a big deal. Um, you know, the, the same thing, the same kind of thing that DraftKings and FanDuel have been able to do, take, you know, kind of break down these barriers between the fantasy and the, and the sports betting world. So, um, yeah, definitely interesting. Definitely a, a kind of a cool deal. You can't equate a, a Yahoo regular fantasy player, a Yahoo DFS player and a potential sports better though. You know, obviously lots of people play Yahoo fantasy for, you know, for free, quote unquote, they, you know, everybody takes care of their, their entry fees and stuff offline doesn't go actually through Yahoo. So, but there is this, there is certainly a case that, you know, Yahoo can take those customers, you get them into DFS a little bit easier. That, that transition into a sports book customer is a little easier and, Definitely, definitely a cool thing that's that we're seeing. And you want to, if you're MGM and Yahoo, you want to break down the barriers to, to making the you know, your users be able to get onto the sports book. And Adam, I think one of the other things that came out of that call that really stood out to me was that BetMGM also said that they are looking to integrate the sports betting app into the MLife reward system and. You know, you and I have talked ad nauseum. We don't need to talk any further about one of the things that, as, that lacks in Nevada is just the, the technology that is available in the other markets when it comes to the sports betting apps. We don't need to hit on that yet again. But one of the other things that we haven't talked about quite as much is just the promotion aspect of everything. I, you know, I have all of the New Jersey and Pennsylvania apps all downloaded on my phone because and, and turned on push notifications because I want to see what's going on over there and how, how they're trying to reach out to customers and stuff. And not a single day goes by that I don't get some sort of push notification from every single one of those operators over there with some sort of bonus, some sort of boosted bet, some sort of offer, some sort of something to try to say, hey, man, come place a bet with us. It is very, very lacking in Nevada. But to see that they might step this up with rolling this into the M Life reward system, where maybe I, you know, I can only assume that means the bigger betters will be able to, uh, you know, get points along the way as they bet and be able to uh, do that with the app, where typically it's kind of, you know, the over the counter guys in the past have been taken care of by the sports books, but that's about it. Um, could be very interesting and something new and refreshing for Nevada anyway. My first reaction when I saw that was, wait, it's not already integrated with MLife? <laughs> like, it, like, I can tell you that there are multiple sportsbook accounts that I have here in town without naming the names of other casinos, but my account number is my club card number. Like, I'm already tied in, and that's from places with much less reach 
than MGM. I think everything you said makes perfect sense. Matt, I, I wonder if also when it comes to app betting, I wonder if there's the possibility to also sort of automatically tweak limits for bettors based on the tier uh, that they have with MGM uh, MLife Rewards. Basically, for the more regular bettors, are you going to have to still get approval from somebody behind the counter to go a little bigger or a little more frequent? Or is that something that maybe could be worked out you know, related to uh, related to status. So not that that isn't possible right now, but maybe potentially on a broader right. scale uh, given M life. No, definitely. Just an interesting uh, thing that they have that that's being added. And like you mentioned, it was it's crazy that it wasn't before. But uh, being able to at least get the points off of betting off of an app here is uh, certainly welcome. And maybe there'll be some promotion. Maybe so we'll get some promotions along the way as well, like we see out on the East Coast, which I mean, just literally flood my phone each and every single day. Uh, Adam, tell us about California. I mean, this is something that uh, once once famously someone on this podcast, I, I, I won't say who, said that, uh, you know, no chance whatsoever of uh, California sports betting. But, uh, hey, maybe we've got an update over there. Well, we don't like to name names. Yeah, around, I'm not going to. Yeah, I'm not pointing rude. anybody out. Yeah, it's just, you know, no, just, you, yeah. would, you wouldn't want to do that. Uh, our Matt Cradell uh, participated in an interview session that included Jacob Mejia, who represents not only the Pechanga tribe, but uh, speaking on behalf of the coalition of tribes that's putting forward this initiative in California, said that they are more than halfway to the required number of signatures they need to get to qualify their sports betting initiative for the ballot. Now, they're going to get more than the 600,000 that they have right now. Obviously, they're going to be looking for uh, close to a million to qualify it. They're going to get more than that. They're going to look for nearly one and a half million signatures with the idea that they will be protected against certain signatures being ruled invalid. The way this all works, Secretary of State will do a sampling of signatures to make sure that they're from legal voters because the way these signatures are gathered, it's just folks out on the street getting someone to sign a petition. Now, I will throw out there that what potential impact could there be to that signature gathering effort by the COVID quarantine potential. Uh, if there are less people out there to get signatures from, this could become a slightly more difficult uh, task for the tribes to accomplish. Now, keep in mind, uh, this initiative is one that would limit sports betting in California to tribal casinos and to racetracks. There would be no mobile. Uh, but Jacob Mejia did say to Matt Riddell that he believed that mobile sports betting is something that could be revisited in coming years. Um, that hasn't been the case in other places that we've seen thus far, other than Rhode Island, which launched without mobile and then put mobile in. Um, I know that by the time this podcast gets out, we might be behind the times, but just for the sake of continuing to update things in real time and memorialize for history, just how fast all of this is moving. <laughs> uh, NCAA president Mark Emmert has has now put out an official statement saying, I have made the decision to conduct our upcoming championship events, including the Division I men's and women's basketball tournaments, with only essential staff and limited family attendance. While I understand how disappointing this is for all of our sports, my decision is based on the current understanding of how COVID-19 is progressing in the United States. So there you go. Official word that March Madness appears as of now that it will continue, but there will be no fans in attendance. Dustin, circling back to California here, you know, you and I long time in this industry and have followed the saga that was trying to get online poker done in California and the things that went on there and all of the, you know, trying to make 
backroom deals that never got done. And, and as we sit today, you know, March in 2020, there's still no online poker in California where everyone was just assuming that was going to be something that they could get done, uh, even if it was just interstate, you know, interstate there that they were going to be able to to get that done. But since that's not the case, uh, you know, looking here to see, look, I understand no mobile in what they're proposing here with California, but to really, really to get anything done in California with how hard it is to get something done, I mean, would just be pretty monumental, right? Yeah, I don't. Who, I don't know who you guys were talking about at the top of this. Yeah, I don't know either. Uh, it's probably that but, guy that uh, used to be on the podcast, but he's not anymore. So maybe, yeah, you know, yeah, 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 that guy. Yeah, uh, yeah. it's yeah, it's it's crazy. Uh, yeah, I think I said San Diego might get swallowed up by an earthquake before California <laughs> sports betting. It, but yeah, this you know the uh, this this one came out of left field. They're getting it done. Uh, the tribes this, again. We can we can pick nits with uh, whether it's online or not, but just having sports betting of any type and starting starting down the path toward that, you know, like this is a first step. The way California goes, like we, I think I think it was pretty obvious it would have to be baby steps. It wasn't going to be like we're going to have fully open mobile day one after a law is passed in California. That was that was a, a inconceivable scenario to me. So to have this, if this gets done, we actually have tribes t- starting to do sports betting, get partnerships, get comfortable with it. Maybe in a few years we we come back, we look at having a little bit more open market, maybe card rooms and tra- racetracks are playing a little nicer th- with, with the tribes and, or maybe the tribes themselves just get to run online. I don't know, but it, it definitely is, uh, this is just good positive momentum that we have this, uh, you know, I also say it's, it is all kind of strange. The, the tribes are putting out polling that says less than a majority are fa- in favor of online betting. I, I, I find that hard to believe <laughs> given, given polling we see, uh, in other states, we even saw that just in New York recently, there was a, a poll said like something like two thirty, 60%, I believe of, of folks said, uh, they would f- be in favor of online betting. You know, I, 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 fi- I find it hard to believe there'd be a riot in California if, if online sports betting was legalized, but, um, yeah, all good news. I'll, I'll also circle back on the NCAA and, and March madness. Like we're, uh, I, uh, they're, public enemy number one for me they, they were the you know leading the way against sports betting and i've always been uh doing the wrong thing on sports betting but i'll, I'll say this the ncaa has at least done the right thing here i think uh, for the public safety and uh, I'd, I'd be remiss and i always i'm one of the first people to criticize the ncaa i'm glad they made the right decision here so how close are we in uh maryland and virginia as we sit right now I'll t- will you take that one out. Yeah. I'll, I'll think. I'll, uh, I'll, uh, I think Virginia. We're pretty close, right? We have a, a bill that is has gotten to the governor. Uh, I don't think there's any reason we think it's going to be be vetoed. So, uh, you know, Virginia sports betting seems like it will be a thing. It will ha- it will feature online betting uh, in addition to retail locations. Seems like you know there, there's there's some stuff in it that we don't like. Like uh, the official data is in that bill that that pays league that makes leagues the arbiters of what's official data. It also ha- it has a banned um a ban for um uh, college betting on teams from virginia so that's not ideal either i think if we're legalizing things we want to we, we don't want to say hey this this is sports betting is really good for transparency except for the teams that are in our state i think that's just that's hand-handed policy making so i'm not uh, not super excited about that but it does seem like virginia will have sports betting uh, barring for uh, barring disaster uh i'm not sure the timeline looks like like best case scenario late this year, maybe early next year, depending on how things go. 
know, but you know, there's uh, we're we're not going to have it like as quickly as we did in some states this year. But looks like good good there, uh, Maryland. Uh, a little further away, we had a bill that did unanimously pass the, uh, the one, one house of the legislature there, uh, still has to go through the other house, still would have to go through a referendum uh, in November. Um, so there's a lot of steps still in Maryland, but we do, you know, we could have the entire DMV with, with legal sports betting by 2021, which is uh, a pretty crazy. DC obviously has legalized sports betting uh, yet to launch there as well. Uh, another interesting footnote is a, you know, the, the, the Washington Redskins have uh, and the owner Daniel Snyder have really pushed to have a sports book in uh, in their stadium wherever it is and uh, you know Virginia and Maryland look to be both offering that in in return for having the stadium there so looks like if you're going to Washington games in the future again even DC would be a possibility in that scenario you could be uh, you know have a sports book in the Washington state Washington Redskins stadium uh, in the future it is going to be uh it is going to be, you know, the the Virginia getting done, Maryland, where they're strategically located and stuff. Uh, pretty interesting whenever those get going there as well. And Adam, close us out here with Washington and Connecticut. Just some small updates from those states. Uh, it's been about a week since the Washington state legislature passed a tribal only sports betting bill uh, that will make its way to the governor with an emergency provision that would allow it to go into effect immediately and not have to go in front of voters where its fate might be uncertain. Uh, Our Matthew Waters has been in close contact with the card rooms up in Washington, and they are discussing the potential of legislation. I shouldn't say legislation, a lawsuit to potentially stop that from going into place in Connecticut. I don't want to say same as it ever was, but at least we do have some guidance from Governor Ned Lamont who has said that he wants a narrowly focused and inclusive sports betting bill to come from the legislature. Not to say that hasn't been what the legislature has been working on, but of course the situation in Connecticut with the tribes has to do with exclusivity, has to do with slot payments. Uh, So it's a situation that goes far beyond just sports betting in terms of the considerations that have been discussed. So Always better to have guidance from the governor as to what he or she might sign before you get too deep into the process. So the effort isn't for naught, say, like in Michigan last year, prior to the passage this year, where Governor Rick Snyder vetoed it or in Maine, uh, where we saw Governor Susan Mills send it back as well. Guys, as always, the stories that we've talked about here on the podcast, you can find over at LegalSportsReport.com. Sands, our, uh, to- our chat at the top here about just literally the stuff changing by the minute, as you as you can see with the live updates during the podcast here of everything that's going on with uh, COVID-19. And uh, if anything does, uh, you know, affect massively in the industry, of course, you'll find you will find those stories over on Legal Sports Report dot com as well guys as these stories continue to mature maybe we will get to you even earlier next week with a follow-up podcast here and touch on some of these stories here because again this is uh this is something that really we're following along in amazement with how fast everything is happening and i can only imagine you guys are getting overwhelmed with the amount of information that's out there as well we'll try to stuff it all into a 45 minute podcast and get you as informed as humanly possible as always please subscribe rate and Review, Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, and Google. We really do appreciate the support from you guys and helps people find this podcast and helps us move up the rankings so that more people can find this podcast. For Dustin, for Adam, I'm Matt. Talk to you guys next week. 
the go through some emails, check your calendar, see that you have a 45-minute break in the day between meetings, realize this is your moment. So you drive right to McDonald's to pick up something extra delicious ASAP. Meal. Thank you. There's a meal for every moment at McDonald's. Buy one of your select faves and get another for just a dollar every morning, like a sausage McMuffin or hash browns. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Prices and participation may vary. Valid for product of equal or lesser value. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Combo meal, valid when product served. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. 